And welcome to Meathead Chatter, episode 21. I was going to say, is it 20 or 21? 21, because you were absent while uh, I was was podcasting with Justin. I think I was sick. You better not have been sick. You were trying to travel. Did you have the COVID? What the hell was I doing? I don't know. Oh, no, no. It was, was, I had gotten that false positive, and I was, like, avoiding everybody. Yeah, and you were being... I was trying to be, like, responsible. Yeah. And I was hoping, like, God damn it, give me that second test. So... Yep, long story short, didn't get to go to London because COVID sucks. Got a false positive test, and then I uh, ended up getting the test back on, like, Wednesday. Um, so it, I went, wasn't, it was negative then when you got the new one back? Yeah, yeah I, took a, I took two rapids, too, to, like, confirm it. And fucking the rapids were like, oh, yeah, you're negative. And then, of course, no one will accept the rapids. And I was like, all right, well, fuck this. So... Didn't get to go. Fucking bullshit legislation. I just saw something. Did you see that there's some new variant? Yeah. Conveniently, the uh, the same week that, that uh, Maxine, whatever, yeah. trial starts. I wonder which is going to get more coverage in the media. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, before, before we go too far Sean, down the... Uh, disclosure, we get political sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I was here. like, wait, hang on. Before we do any go any further, we should introduce our guest. Um and, you know, let him introduce himself before we start getting political. And he's like, dude, who the fuck are you idiots? <laughs> he's like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hey, uh, so my name's Sean Cook. I am currently a band director up in northern Indiana. Um, I've got a master's in uh, percussion performance and a bachelor's in uh, music education. But I do some lifting on the side, and I try and be a meathead, but I'd probably be a wannabe if uh, – to all the regular lifters out there. No, you got some pretty good numbers. I think you overestimate how strong regular lifters are. <laughs> yeah. No, you you got some pretty decent numbers compared to, like, gym, your average gym bro. Also, we've got to get a camera for this because either it's we could get, like, live stream video of Dan taking pictures of my dirty-ass feet. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> that, was like ten, that was, like, two minutes of well, it's like radio always, silence. Today, especially, I was starving, so I got, like, sandwiches in front yeah, of me. Yeah, you're like, eating food. I'm moving my head away so that the chew maybe doesn't come through quite as loud. Oh, man. We're, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not professional. Not, not Joe Rogan quality. But, hey, I got these two sandwiches What's, what's on your sandwich? I got uh, two slices of protein squares, which is uh, cheese to the layman. On each sandwich, that's 10 grams of protein. And then it's got a shit ton of turkey bacon on it, because I like turkey bacon. It smells good. It's uh, And then I have the this bread. It's uh, Aunt Millie's Carb Smart Bread. I don't care about the carbs, but it's like super low calorie. It's like 30 calories per slice. So between these two sandwiches, it's like 60 grams of protein. And it's like, I like the turkey bacon because it gets crispier. Right. So it's like when you were a kid or, or an adult that knows how to eat good things um and you would put <laughs> potato chips on your sandwiches yes it's that texture i i always got made fun of for doing that dude, it's dude so no good. that is like the best thing in the world like, like you guys go to subway and then like right before you eat yep. it you put their doritos on the sandwich oh i never did doritos i always did lays doritos i bet would be really good oh okay so this is totally off topic but that's okay my that, that's how this goes my, my girlfriend taylor who's strong as hell by the way um strong. Yes, she, she she yells at me because I, I call the Doritos either blue Doritos or red Doritos. I don't call them by Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese. What about the sweet chili Doritos? Yeah, you got What about the pur- what you call the purple? purple Doritos? Yeah, Those are okay. the best too. Yeah, what I about the red? What about the um, spicy nacho ones? Those it's, are red. We just we just Those do are the failure Doritos. Blue, blue and red in my house, and that's oh. it. So. Do you got? Do you guys remember when they had the 3D Doritos? Those are still they still have those, don't they? No, what? they they only came back with like two flavors. <sighs> but if you're talking about like the OG 3D yeah. Doritos from back in the day, Where I it was used like to basically get, an air bubble. Oh my god. Yeah. Those they were, were so, so good and it's like you could bite one without like destroying the roof of your mouth. Right. And then they made like the 3D minis in like the canister mm. where you could like unscrew the top and then use it as like a, a, a Man, bowl. you know what? Growing up a child who eats only generic food, I missed out on all of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I Walmart didn't have a Walmart brand 3D Dorito. No, they didn't have an Aldi brand 3D <laughs> Dorito. You got to go lower. Oh man, that sounds really, really good. You know what? I hate, I hate paying for food, so I, I support your Aldis and Walmart brand choices. Hey man, I was I'm just, a Walmart brand guy myself. I just bought like was it six dozen of eggs last night because they were uh, ninety seven cents for for eighteen pack, eighteen Damn. of them. So I bought four do- or uh, six dozen, so four of them. It's pretty solid. It's a good deal. So uh, my diet is going to consist of lots of eggs. I like it. <sighs> lots of egg whites, man. 
fucking drinking. Do you ever drink egg whites? No, I've been putting them in the microwave every morning, eight minutes. Oh, it's so much food to eat. It so much. I start. I start my day like miserable. Yeah, but from so you the party at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I just I and I eat in front of my students too because you know I, I don't care. But I just <laughs> I come in and I'm like telling them what we're doing, and then as I set up, I just like start, start chowing down these egg whites. Man, that's so much. So, full disclosure, Hannah and I have taken to uh, drinking egg whites now. Hey, do you do it with the the Splenda and the cinnamon? So I almost bought Splenda, and she's like, "We don't need artificial sweetener, so it's just cinnamon." Uh, okay, I mean, um, it's still it's better, still, than, it's just still better than just egg whites. Yeah, and dude, you know what? Um, we just got to get one of those little immersion blenders. That way, you have. You know what? Uh, you need to drink uh, Ellen, pasteurized egg whites. When Ellen first did the egg, that's whites, what we do. Ellen drinks them. Dan drinks I'll, them. I'll make you one before you leave. You it's try it's it. not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's pasteurized, so it's not going to make you sick. It's like the consistency of uh, skim milk. Yeah. But egg whites have a slightly salty taste to it. Yeah. Them. When Ellen first did it, she did it without like the sweetener and stuff, and she's like, I don't know, it just kind of tastes like drinking a bunch of cum. Oh, God. I love my fiancé so much. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it wasn't that bad. Oh, God. <laughs> I was uh, like, well, I'm going to show you how you can actually enjoy this. It, man, I'll tell you what. I just hate... Well, the one I, when I had it, I chugged it, and it just sat in my gut. I can't get my head around that. It just tastes like I just drank a bunch of cum. I can't get my head around that. This is making me laugh so, <laughs> so hard. Now, so now I can't, like... Sorry to all those people out there who are are drinking their egg whites and not thinking anything of it, and now you're just going to be like, oh, kind of fucking looks like it, too. Um, yeah. You know what? The texture's kind of... Like, I'm sorry I just ruined them for you forever, but uh, also you're welcome. We have made it officially seven minutes into our podcast, and everybody has just quit. Yeah. Yeah, I blame Ellen for the cum joke. We totally cut him off, too. Totally cut him off. Sorry about that. So you're that. eating. Sorry, you're no, eating in front of your students. Oh, yeah, hey, I'm just I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> We're gonna dig deeper into why you're here in a minute. Though, after, we, after we get our initial uh, BS done, we gotta get our we gotta find our groove. Yeah, it takes forever. So Sean, what's up? I hear you have like a really good coach, and you're getting really strong. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, so his name is. Uh, at uh, Strongman Dan on uh, uh, is the, it Strongman Dan or Strongman underscore Dan? Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so I I asked for a bodybuilding program because my joints were aching, and he gave me one, used me as a guinea pig, which I thought it worked very well, by the way. And, yeah, I and, like that one. And then somehow I uh, rigged his uh, raffle. And got one of four people chosen for this thing is a bullshit raffle. I, when he told me that, I said, "How the hell did that happen?" Oh my god, so, it's amazing too. Because like so I, I was had, there with like I know what you did. You like yeah, used had, an auto number I had generator an Excel sheet, and I was like, "Okay, I had this many people submit applications or whatever to to win the free six weeks of training stuff." And then I just like I, there's X number of people. You put that many, and you like you go randomize, and I hit it like four times, and hey. Sean was one of them. Hey, hey, so hey. there you go. Fucking, some... fucking freeloader. It's cool. It's cool. Hey, man, it's okay. Yeah, I, I, think I, freeloaded, I think I freeloaded one of Dan's programs, too. It's yeah. cool. I think it was the worst one that you ever gave I, me, too. I typically freeload guinea pig stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, you gave me... So that was the like, one... You free it, let me freeload that bullshit six volume one. <laughs> six <laughs> sets fucking... of eight, drop sets, and then, like, some conditioning BS at the end. Ah, uh, no. Tempo, <laughs> and then, yeah, fuck you. No, it, that... It worked. I'm not okay, looking. it's probably not as ideal. If I'm not was, looking. I'm not looking forward to next. What my next week's going to look like? If, if I was going to hit it up again, I probably would. I like the concept of that program. I think is sound. I just think the volume was turned way too high. Yeah, not 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 to satisfy. Not not for how I ate. If I had eaten a little cleaner, I probably would have been better off. Well, I appreciate you, you uh, not slamming that dog shit program that I made you do. No, I think my diet, my <laughs> diet, and my sleep was my sleep was garbage. I yeah, think, you would have had that. to eat. So much food to recover from that. Yeah, I, I couldn't. My or recovery. take so much drugs or both. My, my recovery, um, the drugs weren't, I don't even think I was taking that many. But the, the recovery just wasn't there. Yeah. So, Preston. Hang on, you did, keep interrupting him. We're good. What? We're good. We keep hey. interrupting him and what he's do- doing. I am the God worst damn, you're like the worst host. I'm just going to mute myself. Goodbye. Bye. So. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So uh, today I was asked to come in, 
because uh, I am a marching band guy. And there's all these debates on, you know, whether marching band is a sport, whether it's not. Is it an athletic activity? Um, a lot of the schools who give PE credit to those who do sports, uh, marching band is in the subject for some of those. Um, so I'm sort of here to explain the physical side of marching band, the conditioning aspect of it, what it does for you physically. And uh, I'm not here to settle the argument of whether it's a sport or not. Uh, P.S. My opinion is it is not in sport. Interesting. I uh, so I remember very much when I was in high school. What the hell are you doing? This is Dan. <laughs> this is Dan. Marching band is not a sport. <laughs> Dan, go back to being mute and eat okay. your sandwich. <laughs> I muted again. God, no. So I remember when I was in high school, uh, marching band was really starting to get popular in my high school, mm. um, and they actually like took up a significant portion of the student parking lot for marching band. Yeah. Um, like, we spent, we spent that, like a ton of money. We sp- I think we funneled more money in in, like, a five-year span into that our marching band program than we did in our, like, football program. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Um, I don't know how they got that passed, but um, <laughs> oh, it was nuts. Where'd you go to high school? Benton Central. Like, they had a okay. bomb-ass marching band at one point. Mm. Um, and I think it's still pretty decent. I don't know. Um, but I, I remember during doubles during August, you know, it's hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. You guys, the marching band kids always got there before us and they left after us. Yep. And, and so people are like, oh, marching band's not that hard. You know, you just walk around with an instrument. And I, I'm like, okay, the being in the sun alone is just physically fucking taxing. And yep. then I think of like those people who are carrying not necessarily like trumpets or flutes or clarinets or like small instruments, but like large fucking sets of percussion instruments like drums yeah or um do you guys have tubas yeah yeah well it's like the, like big large fucking or things mellophones it's like a big ass trumpet right yeah yeah no like so like i i mean i can understand like the physical taxing of it um yeah so i don't know why people are like oh it's not that you know i think i think it's just the concept of what band is you know typically if we're th- talking about stereotypes with band it's you know it's a bunch of people who are geekish or nerdish band camp like yeah, american yeah. pie right right it's it's just a bunch of you know socially awkward teens mm-hmm. where band is their place musical instruments are their place and we have you know we think of people who are in like rock bands as like superstars rock stars and like man i want to be these people but then we take to the concert side band of things and it's like all these people are nerds, they're geeks. Um, and, you know, th- there is a lot of that stereotype. But typically with those stereotypical people, um, they're not natural athletes. They're not the people who are going out, playing on Friday nights or on Saturday nights for basketball. Um, these are not typically your most naturally athletic people. So I think marching band being associated with that, we don't naturally see the typical marching band person and think this is a highly, highly athletic activity. Um, and that's actually a problem that you might get into a lot of these smaller schools or schools with not as a competitive marching band where that you will see those kids who aren't naturally gifted at athletics, the ones who aren't doing as much where the athletic side of marching band actually is a struggle because they've never had to worry about things like conditioning. They've never had to worry about things like eating properly if they've never played a sport before, right? So these are... These are some of the stereotypes that come along with marching band. You know, it's it's not as it's not as hard as football, even though they're out there longer. Um, well, it's it's different hard, right? Yeah. yeah, it's it. I would I would, you know, me being a football player and doing marching band at the same time at one point in high school, I will say a two and a half hour practice is going to be much more physically taxing than a twelve hour rehearsal. For really, marching band. really. Um, well, I mean, you got to talk about all the times that you're getting slammed against somebody, especially me. I was like 180, 185 in high school going against my friends. I was, I was a tight end. So you, okay. you'd go with your wide receivers and then you'd go with your guys who are linemen. Yeah. And, and you'd be, you'd be too, you'd be, you'd, you'd be smaller than all right, and you get running out, around. running out of the shoots and yeah. then going up against the D one recruit who's 350 pounds and like six, <laughs> five. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> Just trying to push him for 10 seconds is going to be way more exhausting than a full minute. But part of that is because of how much we rehearse. Right. You know, you're rehearsing just like conditioning in sports. You're rehearsing to get your stamina, to get your endurance. So that way, the first time you do your first minute of the show, it's going to be exhausting. It's going to be taxing. But after you do it for a month straight, you get through that first minute. Of course, you're going to be able to do it easier. You're going to be able to focus on more things um, versus – all out explosion in my entire body just to get this 
one right. six five man right. to move one step. You know, it, it's it, it's just like if we're talking about a cross country runner. I was just about to say, would it be like aerobic versus anaerobic activity? Yeah, you're, um, it's that's all what about, it seems like. It's all about pacing. It's all about. Um, especially if you're a wind player, it's all about breath support. You know, we, we talk about breathing gyms uh, with our winds where even at the sixth grade level when they're just starting, we sit there, we stand up, we open our airways, open up our lungs, talk about how to properly breathe, and we talk about within one count before you play, you got to get in as much air as possible. And then we need to be able to control it for four, eight, 12, all the way up to like 32 counts um, with the same air support. So one of the exercises that we like to do is I'll put a $20 bill on the wall and I'll say, whoever can hold this $20 bill with their air against the wall for 10 seconds, you get to keep it. Not one single kid can do it because they don't know how can, to practice Can you do that. it? I can't do it. I'm a percussionist, so oh, I, okay. I never did. Yeah, the I was like, I, percussionists I are like the athletes of the marching band. Yeah. It, well, and you know, well, if, if you think about it, the hand-eye coordination, Pete, like there's, there's more, right. more athletic coordination type things happening yeah absolutely yeah. well especially you know people who are drummers or drum set players like for me i'm able to do four different things with all four of my different limbs because yeah. of the coordination that i have on drum set um but you know along with the stereotype of drumline people we are usually we are the more athletic but we're also the bigger douchebags the, the, <laughs> the bigger assholes like that's just that's the nature of the drumline people too so you know who i picture as like the most annoying person in an entire band the guy on the the snare drum. The guy that plays the timpani. The fuck is a timpani? <laughs> because the, the really big. They're, it, well, they're called kettle drums. Oh, they're okay, like, I know what dun, that dun, is. Dun. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I feel like the the assholes were tuning those things all the time, always, but they're never right. I feel like they're like they're like the power lifter that will only lift on kilogram comp plates. Oh, yeah. they're like super <laughs> fucking. It's got to be perfect. Right? And, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's their job is to ear train. I mean, I know, <laughs> right, and, but, but still, right. Well, I get what you're saying. The but the people the people who do timpani they're really cool because they have to be able to get like three different pitches on their timpani while moving their pedal. But it's just got to be like it's exact, so exact, exact, perfect. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen like really hardcore timpanists go, they're like just the way that they move side to side and like the amount of times that they're moving their feet. It's actually, it's, it's well, so Hannah, yeah, I, think we and I about went to them. an orchestra uh, a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago and, um, they, we, that was like one of the coolest guys to watch. Yeah. Um, like first chair violin was cool, but, um, like the guy I'm over the here was a fucking dope. But yeah. I'm over here Actually, trying to hell, shit on these people and you guys are backing them we're, up. Uh, well, here, <laughs> whose, whose podcast is this? <laughs> it's mine. Um, no, we're going to the one in, uh, this weekend. We're at downtown. Uh, yeah, downtown. I think Han- Hannah and I are going to go. Dan, you should, you should go share an experience. Is it the, what day is it? Is it the Christmas show? I don't know. It's on Saturday. Have you done the, uh, Saturday we could possibly go. I got that meet why. that we have a bunch of ladies competing at. In Ohio on Sunday, though. Mm. Have you guys ever done the live soundtrack? What's that? So the ISO, Indianapolis Symphony mm-hmm. Orchestra downtown. Oh, yeah. S- sometimes they'll do um, a concert where it's literally they'll just play the entire the, the soundtrack. score from a movie? Yeah, so, That's but, cool. but they'll put the movie up, too. So oh. you can actually watch the movie, but all the sound... All the music you hear in the movie is coming cool from. He- that'd be cool as hell to yeah. be watching with like Lord of the Rings. I love or watching Star movies. Wars. They do it for Star Wars. They do it for Harry Potter. They did it for Jurassic Park a couple years ago. Oh man, like so, men. <laughs> so you don't you don't realize one of the things that we have we talk about on this is like movies we watched and we we do talk about a lot of movies. So that yeah, would be I will chime so in cool. on all the movie talk right now. I okay. am obsessed Ready? with all the Marvel. Okay, did you see Eternals? Yes. Thoughts. I, did you, wait, did you see Eternals yet? I have not. I haven't had time. Oh, my God. You didn't even leave the country. You had plenty of time. <laughs> so your, ass was, your ass was supposed to be in another country this week, and you weren't. So what I did this week <laughs> was nothing. I just kind of laid around, and and so this is why I don't want to necessarily count every lift I got, because I was able to control for basically everything. I controlled the music. I controlled the rest. I controlled I mean, you're not, you're not counting it as a competition PR, but you're counting it for sure as a gym PR, right? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those PRs are PRs, are PR. the, the squat, PRs. The squat was a PR, too, right? Yeah. You were sleeved, yeah? Yeah. 578 squat. Yep. Pulled 701. Did you? I sent you the full video, didn't I? Yes. The fuck. So the the full video is um, I pull hook grip. I break the ground. Say fuck this. It's too much. My hips hurt. 
I literally said that. Turned around, looked at Hannah, said, "I'm done." See, that something, wouldn't count in a competition. Something <laughs> was going on. Like one of the song, one of the songs was playing, and it, I was still fucking amped up. Like, fuck no, let's. I gotta at least try it. So I turned around, maybe 30, 45 seconds later, and switched back to mix grip and and got it. Um. My coaches want me to pull hook, and I just I want I need it to just I, like me. So, I I had it, and hook. I'm just un, I'm not as confident, um, in hook with hook grip. But like everything else looked really good. Like my six sixty hook grip, perfect. Yeah, that moved really good. Oh, I know, I know. So I text Chris and I said, "Hey, can I go to seven? And he's like, "Fuck yeah, go for it." Nice. Hannah was like. I didn't think you were going to get 700 after you got 660. She's like, maybe 680. Hell yeah, dude. I mean. And then I, I don't know what I did. You pulled it. I didn't shit my pants. Oh. I didn't bleed out the nose. I didn't even rip my hand open. I kind of started to rip a callus, but I don't know. So now I got The bench was okay, but nothing crazy. Yeah, but my shoulder's been bothering me. It was just a little. But PR total, right? Oh, yeah. Like 16, 14 or something Um, like that? I don't know what it is. It was over 16. Oh, yeah. I did the math. Yeah, um. Elite total. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. What was your weight? 220 or 198? 198. Oh, nice. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I know, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, I've said it many times at the gym. I'm like, pound for pound, Preston's probably our best lifter at the gym. So you, I have him, to... Um, you or Jacob, just kind of depending on how you're... Well, yeah. you out-pull him, but he out-benches you. But yeah. I think you out-pull him more Yeah, now. I think I out-squat him, too, in sleeves. Yeah, that's right. He was in wraps when he squatted um, six. So we... Uh, no, one of the things I want to do is I've got to decide if I want to break the f- the like eight ten year old Indiana State record of seven hundred in the USPA or five one ninety eight or because I go two twenty and be a real man two twenty seven hundred too. Oh, just do two twenty. <laughs> but but the, so the the dilemma Hannah and I were having a conversation about was the uh, one ninety eight national record for APF seven hundred. <laughs> And so I was like, do I, I chase a national record APF, or a state record? And I love oh, national, but I, so I love, but I love my, Andrew and I love West Indy barbell. Well, I would do, I would but go APF to the F judging as shady as shit. Well, wasn't the, wasn't the APF record? Didn't we do the, the one we did in Kentucky? Wasn't that an APF meet? Uh, RPS. Oh fuck. God damn um, I want to do another, I want to do that one down the there. The APF was the one you did in Terre Haute. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to do the RPS one. Another one like I that. I like RPS. I just like that. I'm, I'm that, at that. That I'm, meet in particular because they have really fucking cool their prizes. Their trophies are cool. I am, uh, my strongman show is at that gym. Oh, yeah, I know. Yep. It's part of the reason why I wanted to do it. Yep. Um, the other thing we had thought about doing was trying to slide into uh, the Kentucky State Championship game or Kentucky State <laughs> Championship uh, meet that's this weekend. Um, I didn't feel like traveling, yeah. to be honest, but um, their best, uh, the best lifter prize is a, is a Pioneer belt. Mm. That says best lifter on it. You already got the straps to say it. Oh man, those no, but the pioneer belt's really cool because it's the one that has the uh, like the quarter inch, the the half inch like clip lever thing. I uh, it's not the half inch clip lever. It's like the quarter inch um, multiple hole where it's like super oh, precise yeah, hole. I've yeah, never yeah, used yeah. one, but I've heard they're great. That pioneer cut. Yep, the pioneer cut. Oh my god, Sean, what's up? Back to back to band. Is I, I don't want to talk about myself at all. Bullshit. No, but it's okay. I, yeah, no, I, we that's all like a lie. talking about ourselves. It's fine. No, back to uh, so. So what kind of? So you guys do a lot. Uh, obviously, a ton of breathing stuff because you're yeah. you, when you're talking marching band, you're you're running around with an instrument mm-hmm. in a big ass hat and polyester shit that's making you sweat like a demon. Yeah. And you're having to play an instrument, so there's like the cardio side of having to march around. In formations, moving at various paces, um, and the instruments. So, how does talk through kind of what training things go into that? Is it just running the routine over and over till they get used to it, or well, so I mean, as just, far as building the bricks of like the breath control, just like any sport, um, uh, you're going to work different parts of every bit of it. So, uh, for example, if we're just doing like an eight count set, uh, that's usually about two measures of music. Um, we're we're breaking it down. First off, we need to talk about our marching basics. If we're doing a backwards, we need to make sure that we have hips forward, shoulders forward, and we're only on our toes most of the time. Most of the time, we're only on our toes, especially for the drum line. Uh, we do different marching from the winds, actually. So, but we're mostly on our Hold toes. On. What's that? How how does it differ? So um, we have what's called crabbing 
uh, marching. So because of our drum being uh, taking up basically all of our torso, if we turn our hips, that's also going to move our drum, which then affects the sound. So gotcha. visually, we have to keep our drums towards the front at all times. So you're more like pivoting your hips but keeping your chest stable, like so, like how a tank moves. Right. So for the winds. Or, or a battle mech. Oh, that sounds fucking <laughs> difficult. You're a battle max, well, sir. So what we do is we actually don't turn our hips at all. So we'll, we'll keep our toes forward at all times, and we actually do this, like, crossing motion it's like with our feet. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Do you cross your feet, or do, they, do you bring like a, them together? We, we do. The drum line does. Okay. Now, like the a, winds... Like a crab walk. Yeah, yeah. So what the Hence winds the do is they'll keep their shoulders forward because of their instrument and mm. where the sound has to project because all of the judges are in the skybox. Every stadium gotcha. we go to... Um, there's usually judges on the field, so there's an individual judge, uh, or sorry, a visual judge, a music judge, um, and they're down there and they're looking at feet timing. They're looking at uh, the whole picture um, as far as every single student. Um, are we all matching? And then there's a music judge listening to individual people, and then you have people up in the press box. So naturally, you have to bring all of your sound up to those people in the press box at all times. If you're moving your instrument, your sound's going to go somewhere else and we don't have the full effect of the music. So the winds actually keep their shoulders forward, but they turn their hips. So they can actually get this motion and then just turn right, their feet to the left. that makes sense. But uh, obviously, as a drum line member, we can't do that because then... Because if you turn our, your hips, the drum moves, and that changes the sound. So exactly. you have to... Crap. Interesting. Yep. So we, we have to break down everything as far as, like, this is when we step off. Uh, this is when we think about stepping off. Uh, we have this five, six, seven, eight, push one. So before we even step off to get our foot off on one, we're thinking about that eighth note before mm. to create the motion in our step. So we talk about otherwise you'd be coming in late, right? Yeah, Ex- okay, exactly. And everything that's the, that's the big basis for everything in marching band. That's everything so has fucking to be in time. confusing, and it's it's all about the details. <laughs> that sounds so difficult, right? And we only got to stepping, and I just mentioned a whole eight count passage where we have to do where are we marching to? How big are our step sizes? Where are we in the music? What type of music are we playing? What's the rhythm of our music? What are the notes? Um, where are we looking? What are we doing visually? Um, there's just so many perfected factors that you have to think about at all times to make a six to ten minute production come to life. Do you guys right. watch film? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. That's cool as shit. Yeah. So the way we did it. So um, a little bit of background on me. I've got three high school national championships for marching band, two state championships, and then for indoor drumline, uh, I've got two state championships and a fifth and ninth in the world. Um, so that's my high school background. Um, every Monday after a competition, we'd pull out the projector. Band director would have a laser pointer, and he'd go through the show. He'd go through it once so we can watch it, and then he'd go pause at a really big mistake. Say, like, somebody's out of the formation. Take that laser pointer, circle it a billion times. See right. what See what we're doing here? You know, this is wrong. Um, if a passage was really bad, uh, musically, not together, rewind it, listen to it again, talk about how we fix it. So we, our long rehearsals where people say, you know, that's more physically challenging than a football practice. I wouldn't agree with that. Our, our long rehearsals. Is there a lot of downtime? There's a bit of downtime. You know, if we, if we got say for indoor drumline, we do nine to nines, 9am to 9pm. We'll have an hour break for uh, lunch an hour break for dinner, and then... Um, My brain just got exhausted just thinking about the 12-hour <laughs> practices of any kind. Right. I, do, I go to a powerlifting meeting, and I get pissy when it's, like, longer than six hours. Right. Yeah. And it's, like, the day that matters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we, we go basically... Do you talk to your kids about nutrition and, like, absolutely. their diet? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if that was, like, a thing. You know, you're like, you know, you need to be eating this type of food, drinking this type of stuff. Because um, it, it would probably come a little bit better coming from someone who has an athletic background mm-hmm. versus, like... When I always would, would get that kind of guidance from people, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, what do you right. know? Like, you don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about nutrition all the time. Um, we talk about, you know, you need to make sure that you hydrate not only on the day of, but you need to hydrate the day before. Right. Uh, we're in this day and age where teenagers are staying up way too late every night, you know, on Snapchat or on For FaceTime. Sure. So we talk about the importance of sleep and how <laughs> important that is to your recovery. Um, I mean, we talk about nutrition. We talk about what to eat. Uh, and a lot of times this is where the stereotypes of band come in too. We got a lot of kids who during a 12 hour rehearsal on their lunch, they're going to have their mom bring in big old, big old, yeah. Pizza, a McDonald's meal, you know, large fry, three cheeseburgers and a large Coke. And then they go out and puke and they're like, 
I don't understand why I'm sick and why I'm puking. Well, it's 90 degrees outside. You're marching on concrete, and then you went and just stuffed your face with Taco Bell. Like, of and course. What do you got to right, shit your you're pants? Gonna, right. <laughs> Fuck. Like, like it's, it, some, some of it's just like common sense. And yeah. that, that's where, you know, I start doing conditioning sessions, um, and I feel like I'm like the only band director who does this. Yeah. But I was going to say, what do you do for conditioning sessions? Uh, well, so. You like make them run? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, shit. So we, uh, when I was in high school, I mean, we ran a mile every rehearsal. Um, we did a lot of lateral movements, um, a that lot of explosive sense. movements. And part of it is because I had a, I had a, tech who was trying out or not trying out he was going for the marines so we when he worked out he tried to have us do a lot of stuff that he did too but then again marching band is a very militaristic background i mean it stems from the military 100 so and plus you know you talk about the running that helps with your endurance i always say that every kid it doesn't matter how fast it is but you need to be able to run a mile without stopping whether it's slow, fat, like I can't run a less than ten minute mile. I don't know if I can run a yeah. mile without stopping. But you, stopping could, but right you now. could probably right. you could probably go for a twelve minute mile and not stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what we're looking for is like, can you push past your limits with within reason? You know, and I think I'm one of those biggest people on. You need you need to go past your limits, but the second you're like I can't go anymore, listen to your body. Don't right. overdo it. Oh I, shit! <laughs> I need to do a I need to do a mile test. I'm like. You're just telling me how these kids are doing a mile run every day, and I'm like, God, I don't think I can run a mile. Well, and and I tell you what, man, I uh, when I started, so I was doing this before I was bulking up to my 300-pound monstrosity that I was. Um, but then when I was trying to peak my body weight, I stopped doing my cardio stuff. But now that I'm back into it, dude, even for powerlifting, like I walk like an hour a day. Just right. on the treadmill, like at like nothing crazy, nothing like huge uphill or anything like I st- that. I started doing that this past week, and it seems to be your, I seem to be doing a little bit better. Your muscle recovery will be crazy better because you're just flushing more blood into the system, right? Making it move around and work through the muscles, and then uh, you you won't f- your general recovery, especially during assistance works, is big difference. Yeah. That, so I um I I mm. this past week and past couple weeks actually I did, I started walking about an hour a day. Um, about hour on my off days rather. And right. I, I seem to notice a little bit of a difference. But yeah. Yeah. I've got to keep that up. <clears throat> I like it. I used to take the dogs on runs and then it got cold. Yep. I'm can't, not doing that shit anymore. Can't do it. It's too fucking cold, man. That shit sucks. Sure. So I, yeah, I definitely, I think it is, it's a competition. It's competitive, but I don't know if all competitions mean that you're an athlete. Like, Powerlifters are not athletes. You are a is a fucking hobby. So for me, yeah, when you're defining athletics, because I coached cheerleading gymnastics for a long mm-hmm. time. I did cheerleading. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Did you do it in college or high school? Uh, or I did it? it. I did it in high school. I was offered a scholarship in college, but too too much music. I couldn't do anything besides right. music. Just so. ran out of time. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, same thing. So and I coached like all star, which is basically as close to us the sport of cheerleading as you right. can get, right? Like they go to giant competitions, they're trying to beat other people, but and they're like, ah, cheerleading is so a sport, blah. And I was like, it's not. Really? It, it is it is athletic. Like competitive cheer? It it is athletic. It, I wouldn't say gymnastics is a sport either. To me, a sport is when you are squaring off against someone else or another team and having to adapt to a stimulus that you don't control. So like if I'm trying to juke to get around you with the okay. football, you have to react to that. That requires athleticism. That's like a sport of I'm it's like playing against each other to get an edge. I think my my US history teacher in high school cuz we I remember being like 15 and I was like, "Yeah, marching band's a sport." I was like, I was Not. ready to die on that hill and he it's th- athletic. It's hard. It has right. merit, but there's, it is not there's definitely a, sport. a difference between he, like he said it sport too. and competition. I think golf I think, not a sport. No, I think the literal definition from what he told me, um, and I could easily look it up, but my phone's so far away. <laughs> right, uh, it's not like uh, it's a within hands reach of every one of us. Uh, what he said was, you know, a sport is technically defined as you have control over your score you have direct impact and control of your score and somebody else has direct impact and control over defending your score or trying to prevent you with something yeah. like cheerleading so or marching like, band. It's very subjective and the score is uh, not up how, to you and how you guys interact with each other affects the points on the board. Exactly. Whereas golf, you're golfing, you're golfing. There's your mm-hmm. score. Next guy, golf, golf score, cheerleading, you know, team one competes, 
gets rated. Team two competes, yeah. gets rated. And but I never. It's not like like if there was two two cheerleading teams competing on stage with each other, and you could like trip one of them. Sport. Sport. <laughs> and I no WWE. Hey, hey, listen. Sport. <laughs> I, I just went to that last week. How was that? Weeks. Oh my god, it was incredible. We we got like twelfth row. Everything. My first off, these people are. They they are athletes. Oh my they god, are they're freaking they athletes. are ridiculous. Oh yeah, they are. When I'm seeing people just body press like grown pe- grown men right. above right. their head, straight arm, and then chucking them over a ring, and then, it, and then whether it happens to be choreographed or not, or, or, is or it not, still requires it still a significant requires amount of skill, athleticism, skill. Yes. Super dangerous, super high injury rate. Just general resiliency for getting fucking thrown on oh, the yeah. ring, <laughs> like, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely consider it a sport. I I don't know. You're, is, you're, it, you're, is, it a, is it a sport if the if the end result is already predetermined, regardless of what you guys do in the ring? I guess that's true. I would. Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess I, I guess there's. Yeah, that's. I guess by my can, definition of what makes a sport. Well, by it the def, be, by the de- working definition we just gave. Um, yeah, I guess if it's predetermined, there's no real like jockeying for. It's a superiority other than what the crowd thinks of you. It's it's, right. an, it's an entertainment, and WWE yeah. even promotes. They are well. They that's are what that's what it stands. They're Worldwide superstars. entertainment, right? And they don't they don't want they don't want to give off this not this this uh, notion that their their people are only wrestlers. They they try not to even use wrestlers. They try yeah. to use they're, entertainers, uh, they're, superstars, they're perso- their personas. Yeah, yeah, the personalities. They're they're larger than life people. You know, right. and that's that's what they try and that's, give well, off. and that's part of the appeal of uh, wrestling is mm-hmm. you know it's these larger than life people it, it being over the top is the right, appeal. yeah, right, and it and mm-hmm. you know what it's cool, like it's kind of cool. I mean, I don't, I haven't watched it in a while. I uh, ever since like oh God, like Chris Jericho and those guys kind of fell off. I'm not a. Dude, he's still wrestling. I, is he still wrestling? Yeah, man. He's God he's damn. been in it thirty years. Those guys, I, those fuckers are old, man. <laughs> I've I've been told on more than one occasion. That I look like Triple H by a number of people when my beard was shorter and, uh, I, was, and I was like two fifty. I will I will heavily say what the fuck are they saying? Yeah, I, I, I'm like what? I was <laughs> like not, that asshole's ugly. <laughs> that is not close. I'm a, I am a handsome man. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Thank you. Maybe when I was skinnier, I looked more like him. I don't know. Your I, nose isn't nearly as big as his. See, that's what I'm like. I'm like <laughs> his fucking nose is huge. Yeah, fucking I, nose. I don't see it. At okay. All. Okay. As no, a re- I, I, you being a wrestling fan, I will take I, I that. Don't, I don't think it. I think someone's smoking too much crack. <laughs> that took a turn. Oh, they yeah. need to share. Their crack. <laughs> yeah, they need uh, to share their crack with us. Going back to, um, I, I don't know how I, I didn't do competition cheer. I had a girlfriend who did it, and just first off, the amount of spirit. In, this at, wasn't Taylor, was at, it? No, no. Okay, no. I was like, I couldn't see her. No, Taylor competition. Never. She competition cheerleader chicks no. are like. It's spirit everywhere. Oh, oh man. man. They are, went, you know what? They're the most optimistic motherfucking people I've ever you, met. If you frown at a cheer comp, like a competition, cheer competition, you. Was she dumb? Have, you said what? Was yours dumb? No, she was actually pretty smart. Oh, they're, they're dumb. I've, I've, uh, my only experiences are they're dumb. Like the my, ones that are way over the top. Ditzy. The ones that hung out at his frat were dumb. We're dumb. That's probably why. Frat, man. Oh my He's God. a frat boy. Oh my God. You went, you went to Indiana State too. Yeah, I did. But I wasn't in a frat. No, you were a G. You, you went there about the same time as I did yeah. too. Graduated 16. My, uh, yeah. my, my ex-wife was a cheerleader. Um, but she was a gymnast who then realized you don't have to train five hours a day, five days a week to do cheer. But yeah. you had to to be like that level of gymnast. Right. So she made the switch. So she wasn't one of those like, you know, rah rah cheerleaders. Right. She was like one of the ones that were actually good at shit. Yeah. Um, Cheerleading's dangerous as fuck. It yeah. is highest injury rate. Yes, I um, over everything. I I, I, will. I think that's why people My, give um, cheerleading called a sport. It's because it's so dangerous. So is WWE. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, th- I bet they have a higher concussion rate in cheerleading than my first concussion well, they, so ever was from cheerleading. Yeah. Yeah. Like I multiple and people, my second one. I know multiple <laughs> people who have had significantly major concussions from being dropped on their head cheerleading. I have a. I have a confession to make. What? Um They told me horror stories when I was cheerleading about when the girls would fall, they would flail, oh, fucking and, elbows, and I. <laughs> Did not want to catch a bow to the face. So you just moved. So when they fell, I, I took a step. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my God! I you heard it. it. So my my school had a rule that if a flyer like hit the ground without someone being underneath them mm-hmm. breaking their fall, the rest of the practice we would condition. Nice. And by conditioning, I don't mean running. I mean we literally just did push ups. Nice. For like, if it happened ten minutes into practice, we did push ups for like three hours. Yeah, fuck that sport. Yeah, it was that. Ho- that so it, it would happen usually one time during the year, early in the year, and then it would never happen again. We had guys that were like blowing out their knees catching people because they didn't want to do, do, do yeah. push ups the rest of the practice. God, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it would. It's. But I mean, on the flip side, if we're doing like three highs, you got a girl falling hey, from um, like sixteen you, feet in the air. Can head, you elaborate you know? for the general population what the fuck a three high is? Oh, so it's like a like a pyramid where you'd have like oh. two people on the like two two one. So it'd be like two people on the bottom, two people on their shoulders, and then one person in between them. You know, on the top, or we do basket tosses where they're like. 25 30 feet in the air you gotta catch those fuckers too you know like foot to the face you know when i was when i was teaching at my previous school we had some athletic kids i was actually i was actually the type of director that somehow stole kids from sports yeah that's what they have going on at my high school yeah like the kids don't want to do football they want to do band yeah and i took somehow i took the yeah like one of the strongest and best linemen from the previous school he was like in the middle of band camp and he was doing football camp he pulled me aside he's like hey uh i just want you to know i'm quitting football and i want to dedicate my time to this drum line i said who the fuck are you and what are you doing did you with your life did you immediately say no <laughs> no no I, no I, go play football you'll I, make more money I was felt, he a big was he like a big dude yeah yeah and i felt horrible too because then another kid quit he was he was going to be a like a five-star recruit for wrestling like uh, like no no way for sure d1 and he quit wrestling so that he could join my drumline. Jesus, yeah, I, I, I don't know how I did this, but you better be getting some scholarships for drumline kids too. <laughs> Damn. So we we used to do these stunts because we did drumline battle, and um, that was more entertainment focused than it was like perfection everything. And I really focused on like hype and also tricks. So the nice. fo- the football player who quit, he did this stunt where we did a three person tower where he would put somebody on his shoulders and stand up. But that person on his shoulders would have somebody on their shoulders. So we he held this three-person tower, and they'd, like, play solos as he's just, like, <laughs> carrying, like, 400 pounds, just having to stabilize. And then we did another trick where this dude had the wrestler who quit. He had one girl hanging from this bicep and another girl hanging from this bicep off of uh, their legs, and he would just, like, spin around as they would, like, do the crash symbols. <laughs> that's cool what the fuck yeah man we were, we were big and everything is cooler than when i was in high school that's right all I I, that's all i know is everything is way way more cool that shit would not have flown when i was in high school let alone the kids quitting football for band we we had a very i bet that was a interesting conversation you had with some, some parents you? and coaches yeah. like and, and hey don't get me wrong like marching hey, fuck cool. them! Like, like anything like you, at a high level on is, you. Good is on super you. cool, and I'm not shitting on marching band by any means. But could you imagine being the football coach going like, what? What, what, what? the fuck? What the fuck did you just say to me? You're quitting for what? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I got. Or like the wrestling guy, it's like you want. You're about to get a scholarship. You're gonna do. You're gonna do what? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm gonna go talk to Sean. I worked. I worked really hard at recruitment, though. You know, and right. that's that's one of the things well, about a band that, program. You can't you can't survive without recruiting. numbers. Yeah, you I, like you can have a really good band and be really small, but if you want to keep growing and, and you want to win the bigger stuff, you yeah, need big. You gotta have big quality people, band, right? Uh, and that speaks really highly of of you as a band director too that you guys are doing well enough and you're running a cool enough program that mm-hmm. people are actually considering doing joining marching band as opposed to what's more what people would think of as like a cool right. more social higher ranking well, skill right? and, I, and i feel like i have i have to recruit harder because everybody grows up football basketball baseball right. these are all right. just i mean you're in the midwest cool. definitely right this is this is everywhere so i feel like for me I have to work 20 times harder to recruit and to get kids to stay and realize that band is not just being a geek and a nerd and playing right. Beethoven all the time. Like I, I, I feel like I have to work twice as hard as that football coach to Well, and the football kids. coach 
it has to essentially just not make it so horrible that everybody wants to quit. Right. You right. have to actually make it good to make people want to join. Right. Like right. everyone wants to join the football team if they have any athletic aspiration. Right. You know, right. Or basketball or whatever. Right. Because you know you get, it's 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 great to get people to yell at you and say when you do something great. You it's know, true. You know when you're cheering your name, that's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> Whereas like there's not like. When I'm, I sound like an asshole. Um, there's more of a crowd at like a football, basketball game versus at like a band. No, no, that's I mean that's or is there, totally or is there true. Big, or is there big crowds at uh, well, I mean competitions. Well, it okay. So at competitions different. I imagine it would depend on if you're like at state level and if, stuff like that. If but. you're talking about the state of Indiana, the state of Indiana is the biggest marching band state in the country. Is it really? Oh yeah, yeah. We are. You're talking about. I was telling Dan this. You're talking about. Two out of the top three marching bands in the nation since 2008 have been from Indiana. That's oh, Avon and Carmel High School. Huh. Usually four out of the top 12 high schools in the nation are from Indiana. Mm. If we're talking about indoor color guard, um, the top three multiple times in the world have been from Indiana, Avon, Carmel, Center Grove. Um, as, oh, yeah, Center Grove. As far as indoor drumline is concerned, Three, four out of the top fifteen are always from Indiana, which is Car- or not Carmel, Center Grove, Avon, Franklin Central, sometimes Fishers. So you're talking about some of the most prestigious programs in the entire nation, huh. in the entire world. Um, you know why? We have lots of flat land for y'all to practice. On. <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah, that's Christ, that's, that's it. Very, no that's hills pretty, to screw it up. Pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> but uh, competitions here are actually there. There's a lot of people, and okay. it's a lot of people who are staying throughout an entire block. They go to support their kids, but I mean, Benton Central. What what class was that for sports? Two A, three A. I think we were three A in football, or three A in basketball, and two A in football. So that would have been about a class C, class D school size. That average range of kids in the band is anywhere from about i want to say 50 to 90 yeah they had like 100 kids in that goddamn band so yeah my, we had 30 motherfuckers on my football team my senior <laughs> year How, riddle me that batman right so my high school marching band actually had 300 kids um the wow. fuck if you're talking about broken arrow from uh oklahoma they've got like a 300 person competitive marching band and they have a separate 400 person like football game marching band where all they do is just like Football game stuff. Can you imagine huh. a 400-person marching band? I'm just, like, trying to fathom. And they got, I mean, talk about Texas. God. Texas is Texas yeah, te- is Or like, Texas, like that. Obviously, everything's bigger in Texas. Right. You know, That's but they, like, they, got, uh, they got marching bands where, in Texas, one out of every six kids in the entire high school is in the band program. And that, you know, if that's what we're talking about, how big. That means five out of six kids are getting laid. <laughs> band kids are weird, just dude. Kidding. Dude, I was just about to say, did <laughs> you not see band camp, America Pie band camp? Band kids are quirky. They're weird. They're quirky. Hey, man, my cousin, my cousin was in band. Before she got into college, she was in she was in marching band. Hey, again, years. I'm not hitting on band. I'm just making jokes. <laughs> She's strange. No, they're man. weird. They're weird. And they're, you know, they're, they're socially awkward. So Yeah, like, they're, they're, I mean. They're their well, own, we're all they're their awkward. Own breed. Yeah. yeah, everybody's awkward at that age. I don't wish high wish high, wish high school age experiences on anybody. <laughs> like the well, worst time to be a human being is between the ages of like fourteen and eighteen, or twelve and eighteen. I don't know. I think seventh graders are the biggest pieces of shit. That's why I said. Tw- that's why I expanded to twelve. Oh, to 18. twelve. Okay, cool, cool. twelve to eighteen. Because like it just sucks ass. <laughs> seventh grade, you, you learn about puberty. You're starting to learn about deodorant because your my body odor. My daughter's eleven, so she's got like one more year of being cool. Well, so it's- I told Dan. I said we know she's up to. She she still likes Dan. So she, she's amazing. not she's not doing anything stupid. It's when she starts to hate you. Is when Dude, she's we talked into bullshit. So it was Thanksgiving this week, and uh, uh, I she had my a little kids. And we go up to to Michigan, and I was at my it's my mom's aunt's house. Jesus. Um, and we were talking and stuff, and and boyfriends came around, and I was like, oh no, you just wait, Lindy. I I just I said I don't need your boyfriend to treat you right. I don't need him to like. Be nice to your mom. I don't even need him to respect me. I just need him to fear. <laughs> I need him to fear that if he crosses me, I know how to get rid of a body, and I have plenty of people that would help me vouch for it. That'll that'll help me like cover it up. You know, I just it. I don't She'll never his, tell you. I don't about need a his boyfriend. respect. I just require his fear. <laughs> I wish I had been a fly on the wall when you told her this, just to see her facial expressions. Oh, she thinks I'm a softie, but she's never seen me when I'm not a softie. So. 
She I don't know if I've ever seen know. you when you're not a softie either. You can imagine what it would take for me to not be a softie. I mean, quite a bit. So then they have it coming is all I'm saying. I'm just, <laughs> I, I would love to, I would love to find video of Dan fighting. Dan is never angry when he fights. I'm never angry. I know, I'm but just, I still want to watch Dan fight. I'm just I, very I would love like, to watch you fight. I'm very like calm. Bare knuckle. And matter this, of business murder you. I had a, I had a friend in high school who was a very country person. And he was like, hey, I got some friends who mowed out a circle in these, like, cornfields. We're having a UFC night. You want to go? <laughs> I was like, sure, I guess. And, you know, it's very country. This is, like, the most country thing I've ever done. I love done. it. Because I am not. I am from the city. Where I, are you I, from I, originally? I, I'm from Avon, Indiana. Oh. Uh, we are. I, I get called bougie all the time. Apparently, I only rock the three stripes and the swoosh and nothing else. So, <laughs> I am What just, the hell does that even mean? Nike, what are three, Nike, Nike and Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Bro, we need to get you some Alphalete and some, like, no. There's some Gymshark. You're yeah. a frat boy. You got Gymshark, right? I don't have oh, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor hates Gymshark. She shits on Gymshark. I, I only have Alphalete stuff. I shit on Alphalete, but, hey, their shorts are really fucking comfortable. I wear Crocs. These shorts are super comfortable, <laughs> man. But, uh, we did, the, we did the, the UFC nights, and they had, like, some dude who just decided to be a ref, and they bought two different colored gloves, and... They park their cars in a circle and turn on the lights and just two people beat the shit out of each other until somebody quits. <laughs> and I did that. I was like 15. And that's awesome. Like so fucking hillbilly shit. Yeah. Well, that's the whole. Oh, oh, it's that's, it's that's Indiana, the most, man. That's the most there. hillbilly shit I've ever done. It's fucking Indiana. He had, he had to earn his Indiana card somehow. It's Indiana. <laughs> there ain't shit to do here. Like if you don't, if you're from Benton, like where I'm from, Benton County, there isn't shit to do. There's either you're either fucking doing drugs or drinking. Like See, that was the only fun things to do. I lived around the 465 area. Yeah, you got like entertainment. A lot to do around yeah. that area. Yeah. So when someone had that, so I don't think any of my friends had that clever idea. That's a good idea. My fucking friends, because like, that's some dumb shit we would have done. <laughs> that that brings up my famous Gatorade story, which a lot of people have heard about. You got a college. Gatorade story? I got a Gatorade story. Ooh, I got to hear this. It's uh, so. Somebody tried to use this as like a, oh, this dude's weird. And I tell the story and people like laugh and think that I'm a normal human being. So, um, we did the UFC night and I, I, I was, I was, I, lo- I won one. And then the next one I was like, man, I don't- two fights in the same night. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Rookie. I, I started, I started, I didn't feel very good. And somebody was like, oh dude, go, you know, go fight this guy. And I was like, ah, oh, guys, you know, my, my stomach's bumping. They're like, oh, pussy. I'm 15. So it's like, <laughs> oh, all right, then let's go. <laughs> and we we get in and he starts hitting body shots. All of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, back, it's back there. No, I didn't shit myself. Okay. I was supposed to but, say you shit. But we were in the middle of a cornfield and we, you know, went to the back. I went to the back of the woods. I sprinted and I dropped dropped trowel and then I took a shit and then I realized I'm in the middle of the woods. There's no toilet paper anywhere. So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, does anybody have like a Gatorade bottle or like a water bottle? So they chucked me a purple G two bottle. Like rinse. Yeah, yeah, and I like oh. I put it under, and I just like started <laughs> splashing it up. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, to be fifteen, <laughs> to be fifteen again, and and then I like put my butt on the ground, and I just started scooting like a dog <laughs> and wiping in the grass. That was oh. that was that was a Gatorade story. So this is the main reason I want. This guests is why on we want podcast. podcasts. God damn, guests we can't podcast, get stories like that. Like I've got boring stories I've told. <laughs> That's great. Hey, flashback to previous podcast. Remember when we talked about uh, campus golf at my old college? Oh, yeah. So there's a dude that goes to our gym, Austin, who's uh, Zach's friend. Yeah. He apparently went to Indian Wesleyan about seven years after me or so. Yeah. And he's like, dude, did you seriously, you guys started that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, dude, it's still going on. He's like, it became such a thing that they have marked holes. Like, Like the administration came in and marked like... What they have like they have like an eighteen hole golf course there, campus golf, nine iron, tennis ball, par three to Bowman's lobby doors. Seriously, and that's what we would do. We'd we'd play golf around campus, just like hitting. You know, it's a par five to that statue. Oh so now they God. have like numbers, like on like they have the holes and stuff marked. I guess that's fucking bizarre. We're gonna have to go. I'm just saying, I made a dynasty. We're gonna have to go and play. <laughs> God, I, that's sorry. Fun. That was that was random, but it occurred to me when you were talking about oh, like yeah. old things. Oh man, that's okay, awesome. 
So right. we're we're at fifty four minutes. We're dwindling. We got we have this new tradition that we stole from that we stole from the Massonomics podcast. Massonomics. I, I always want to give them. I always want to give them credit because like their fans are brutal. If you steal something from them, I know, and they find out, they're like. Hey, wonder where you got this? Tagged at Massonomics. Like they're <laughs> so, real, they're petty as shit. Hang on, I, I got to ask this um, one thing, and this is something Hannah wanted me to ask about because I have officially become a person who has to buy clothes all the time now because they fucking grow out. She wanted me to hit you up for some of your old clothes from when you were like two forty. I don't know if I even have it. Yeah, so I, I, she's I like, throw shit away. She's like million dollar idea swapping. I got the I got the exact words. Swapping site for clothes for guy. Or swapping site of clothes for guys on steroids who like get jacked, and then get small. Like you know, because like when when you're in a bulk phase, you definitely are like. 34 waist Like, new you, you, you yeah. need new clothes. 34? I don't know. I've been a 34 waist since I was, like, 185. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, oh, never mind. I can't hate you. I've been clothes. a 38 since I was, like, 200 pounds. Yeah, I just bought new fucking pants, and Hannah's like, they're tight on your legs Preston again. has tiny hips. He's got tiny feet, too. He's got long toes, though. I do have long he, toes. He wears, like, Did a, you see his toes? Wait, Did you see that post? Yeah, no, I didn't see. <laughs> long toes. He like this sick fuck took like ten minutes taking pictures. I of my did. Feet. My phone was being weird. It was. You can listen to the podcast. It, it, yeah, it's, it's like thing. radio silence for two minutes of him trying to take a fucking picture. <laughs> I'm of my pretty feet. sure I. I made. I put. I made a clip of it and posted it. Yeah, you I? did. Yeah, I'll yeah. show you the clip later. It's pretty solid. Yeah. No, I do have. I have really small feet. I have small appendages. Oh, sorry, Hannah. It's all right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we, we got to do this. Oh, this thing we started doing over under. So overrated or underrated on various topics. These are specially selected topics for you, sir. Ooh. So these are Sean-specific topics. You have to give an over or underrated. There is not an appropriately rated answer. Okay. And you can elaborate as little or as much as you want, preferably as much, because like if you're just like overrated and leave it, that's kind of like So this isn't like rapid fire, go as quick as no. possible? No, oh, no, okay. no, no. Okay, cool. You have your druthers, sir. Gotcha. All right. I stole that from Astronomics, too. I know you did. <laughs> All right. Overrated, underrated. Feathered hats. <sighs> so, plumes is the technical term. Oh, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the, so, the hat is actually called a shako, and then the feather is called a plume. For getting, I'm going to throw something Geeky at you. and technical. Um, I would say overrated. I hear, I hear that. Shako guy's good at squats. <laughs> <laughs> um, over, it's, they're overrated. They're actually, if you're looking at the new trend of professional and a lot of the top marching bands, they actually don't wear anything on, on their heads anymore. And if they do, it's something that's not traditional. We're, so I am not keeping up with the times. Really, I was talking about Indian headdresses, but uh, <laughs> you know, you went, you went the other direction. Um, I, was, I, was, I was thinking like feather on hat for like the derby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant, I meant band hats. I saw a fucking. I'm just behind the times. Damn tea house. <laughs> damn tea house. There was some when Hannah and I went to Chicago. We went to that tea house while Dan pulls up the next one, and we saw these like hoity-toity fucking bitches with feather hats. And I'm like, that'll be you in 20 years. She's like, I bet they played clarinet. Fucking Lulu. <laughs> Actually, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, what's the next? I one? I feel like clarinet players. Gotta, I don't have an opinion on overrated, underrated hats because clarinet players, they're. They're, I'm just trying to get Sean to throw some heat. I know. <laughs> so clarinet players are usually the I they 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 have the Kanye where they think that they're like a lot Ooh. better and cooler than they actually are. I feel like it's the only instrument that sounds like like if an instrument was a person, it would it would talk like this. If a, yeah. it's like a, plug nose. A really bad clarinet player sounds like shit. A really good clarinet player is actually like really beautiful, but nine times out of 10 it's going to sound like shit. But still they <laughs> suck. Okay, yeah. got it. All right, uh, overrated or underrated, the Drumline movie? I I want to say underrated. Most, Thank you. Most people in Drumline, but this is like a thing too. Most people who are Hannah drummers, hates it. We were talking about that yesterday. She mo- doesn't like that movie. Most people who are in Drumline, they're like, oh, that's not that's not accurate. People who are drum set players, they don't like the movie Whiplash. I I love the Drumline movie, whether it's accurate or not. Oh, it's not accurate. It, you know. Uh, no, nobody, nobody's gonna run up the stairs with their drums over their heads. That's not, oh, that's not know. a thing. I don't <laughs> fucking don't, know. I thought the movie was good though. I we was don't excited do, to go. We don't do wall sits in the rain with our with <laughs> artists on. That's not real. Um, and obviously, the movie is very geared towards HBCU style of drumline. But right. I, I think the overall uh, atmosphere of the movie it did its job. It portrayed what it's like to be in a competitive HBCU drumline, which is all about 
visuals, fun and intensity. And obviously it was just a fun movie. It's not supposed to be a documentary about right. what drumline is. I would have played. I, I, it made me want to play the drums. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why I got into it. Yeah, it was cool. It was a cool-ass movie. I loved it. Yeah, I'd say I'd say underrated. Nice. What you got there? D- did you have any Sean-specific underrated No, overrated? I did not. Okay, cool. I'm going to let you just keep, take the reins on this I'll one. I'll keep going. All right. Hawaiian tattoos. <laughs> I, I will say they are overrated if you are not of the descent. I was going to say, you look like some Samoan or, yeah, or something, I'm, right? So I'm yeah. half Filipino. My okay. mom's from like the northern uh, region of the Philippines, and I did some studying on it um, before I got mine. And I the my tattoo is actually like, this is the first thing that I got like by myself, something that I did on my own. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I did a lot of research on like the history of the tattoos and the – um, why they got it, and I, with me having some Samoan heritage, you know, I felt like so it was appropriate. But if you're just like some white boy from like Danville, Indiana, you should not be getting a Samoan tattoo. <laughs> now, would that be cultural appropriation, or Abs- would it just be like absolutely. you're an idiot? Yeah, is that like getting like Asian so, characters tattooed on you? Yeah, I I have a whole Japanese arm here, man. Well, that's so you have like the style, of okay. It, but if you were, you know, it, it's it's yeah, it's culture appropriation. Like my Asians, my, Asians are more successful than white people, so it's okay it to is? appropriate their culture. <laughs> is that is that? Oh God, Dan, you're just, we're just digging a hole. No. We're digging a hole. We're gonna no, get I, this pole. All good, all good. <laughs> now, but but real for real though. Uh, did did you just get it because the Rock got one or best part I, of it? I'm not. Okay, gonna I lie. like the Rock. The Rock is pretty fucking is, is cool. Pretty good. Uh, he him and all of his cousins who are still wrestling. They they all have one, and I was like, you know, that looks kind of fucking cool. I'm Dude, one. it does look cool. And this is only this is only phase one. So like, Ooh, what phase, else you getting? phase two is going to be the same thing, just over the chest, the right chest, and then phase three is actually going to be my opposite knee to my ankle, and then phase four is going to be the full sleeve. Do you? Well, so you're Filipino, so I mean, uh, the like the 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 warrior dance thing. Yeah, do you know that? Oh, shit? the uh, oh, so Hakka. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't. That's but, Samoan. Yeah, yeah. That's like, and that's uh, more that's, Polynesian. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's very specific. In- oh, I wondered how long it would take for my cat to get here instead of using the microphones. It's uh, it's also very specific in like New Zealand too. Okay, and I I did a lot of research on it a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's all it, it was meant to be like intimidation. Yeah, and like a war a war chant but what it's still that but it's also meant for celebrations and like weddings and graduation it's cool like shit. Yeah, it's really stuff. fucking cool. yeah like if if they're honoring somebody they'll they'll do a haka yep. dance to honor them or like if they welcome new guests into their uh homes they just want to scare the shit out of them so they don't <laughs> steal anything they're like ha, boo, rah, yeah, ha. yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's really cool but yeah, i like it um i was watching World's Strongest Man 2018 on YouTube, and there was a dude, uh, I think he's, he may have been New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, uh, that, that was in it, and he was doing that, he was yeah. doing the dance and some of it, and I was like, yeah, yeah cool. it's cool. He it's got cool. his ass kicked, but so I'm not sure, right. but he was new, so. Hello? Oh. <laughs> All right, and, and the last overrated, underrated, probably the best one, but probably not, um, Energizer Bunny. I want to say drum over, skills overrated, man. The amount of times oh, really? that we get compared to an Energizer Bunny—that's fair. That I'd say that's overrated. Now the actual I fell into the trap. <laughs> now the overall, like you know, the purpose of it—it's actually pretty fucking smart. You know? <laughs> oh, really? Just a bunny hitting a drum. I mean, yeah, it's clever. Yeah. I suppose. So wait, is that overrated or underrated? You, I feel like you're. you're yeah, riding, you did. You, you, dan- you danced fence. around yeah. it, uh, riding the fence. I'm gonna say overrated. Just like, yeah, just like any other drum meme or drum line that the regular person sees and then and, forwards to me. And then Hawaiian tattoos, underrated if it is in your cultural heritage. Yeah, yeah. Overrated if, like, me or Preston got one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I like the Rocks tattoo. I'm not allowed to get one, but I want, a, I want a, like, a shoulder tattoo. It's a free country. You can get one. You'll just yeah. look stupid. Well, I also like to get laid. And- Let's get a Hawaiian <laughs> tramp stamp. Oh, God. No, I mean, absolutely. They do that. Is that a thing? If you get it, uh, I'm, I'm sure they. What don't. does it mean? No. <laughs> what does it mean if I get a Hawaiian tattoo on my on my tramp? Stand? I know if you like get it on your hips. I think the hips is more of like higher status. 
Because um, yeah, there's be there's like certain there's certain body placements. I'm a fancy bitch, right? <laughs> there's like certain body placements and there's certain uh, images that represent higher status or like mm. uh, higher wealth. Huh. Um, so you being from Avon, you got one of those on your shoulder. Uh, one of the higher stance ones. <laughs> no, he's from Avon, so it's not a higher stance. But one. they're the best drumline. No, if he was from Carmel or Fishers, then he would be the hoity-toity fucking yuppie mm. whatever. Where Avon's like wannabes of Carmel. Yeah, we're like we're we're, we're not, Noblesville. We're not like rich, rich, but we got money. They're but like we lived in Avon. They're like Reebok compared to Nike. Damn, ah, we lived in Avon. I would say Avon's more of like a Under Armour. Under Armour, they're, yeah, Ooh. they're really. They're, okay, I like Avon. They do their own thing, and they still make a lot of money, but they're not quite. They're not just not, annoying about. It. They're not right. hiring Kaepernick, right? Yeah. Who? Nike. Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. 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 Whatever the guy that. Sucks I was like at Kaepernick. What? <laughs> God damn! We lived in Avon. Technically, where we lived was Avon. Was no, Avon we, it was Indianapolis. Was an Indianapolis yeah. address? I thought we it was, it was like technically right on the Avon. border. Yeah. Was it Ben Davis? No, we, it was area. it was like 38th Street, just outside the Loop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, we were we were that's right more, by Avon. Yeah, that's more like the Speedway Pike area. Yeah, just north of Speedway. Yeah, we yeah. were we were we, like, but because we were outside the Loop, we were closer to Avon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think if where we lived, if we had kids, um, would we would move immediately because it was a really shitty. Area. Yeah, <laughs> we would move immediately to we a st- better neighborhood. We stayed there because I managed those apartments, so it was cheap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. God, that place was still better than where I live now. Actually, I kind of got that fixed. I was like, you're in West Lafayette. I'm like, oh, yeah, but you're at the fairway. Yeah, just yeah, don't, don't gotta, rent from places that I've managed, man. You'll be fine. Apparently, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'm a slumlord. We got track record. We got upstairs neighbors who slam everything all um, the time. I, you know what? I can't complain about being bad neighbors. Hannah wants to complain about our neighbors all the time, and I can't. I'm like, babe, I am the loudest fucking human <laughs> being in the world. You're like, who are we going to complain to? There's no one in the office. I mean, there's people in the office now? now, but like, I'm like, we can't complain. We're the loudest motherfuckers in the world because we're up at all nights or all hours, and I am very loud. Preston Slam, is loud. I am really? loud. Yeah, I'm very loud. Have you noticed how loud Preston is? I, I have at the gym. I mean, I'm loud <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> I'm loud everywhere. It's just... I mean, you just you just have presence, you, right? Your voice your voice is naturally his voice. His voice carries. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think you try and be a. He's I just right. made a re- gesture to Dan. Dan forgot to do something. I forgot to make money. You got to be sellouts. Please hold. Just want to holler at you guys about how you can support Meathead Chatter, the podcast here. You can give us a follow at Meathead Chatter on Instagram. In the bio, we have a pretty sweet link that can take you to many things, one of which being our Patreon. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support, for as little as $5 a month, you can be a supporting member, and we can be friends. You can be a friend of the podcast. If you're wanting something a little more for 30 bucks a month, we do have available template programming for powerlifting and strongman sent out weekly. You can just sign up for either one of those and get something for your money other than this sweet-ass entertainment. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram individually, at strongman underscore Dan for me, and at PSAC16 for Preston. Back to the show. All right, and then if you would, leave us a review wherever you are hearing our beautiful voices. If you like what you heard, drop us a five-star review. It really helps us in the rankings, and, uh, yeah, that would be super helpful. Sean? Yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at fortunecookie53. Um, that's pretty much the only social media do that I Do I follow use. you on Instagram? Yeah, you do. Okay. I just don't remember the username. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fortunecookie53. Last name's Cook. I'm Asian. 53 is the, the number that nobody's made famous yet, so I'm out here trying to make it famous. I like it. And you can find Preston at PSAC. I already think we just did that in the ad, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You already know. All right, end of episode 21. We'll see you guys in 22.